are live. I'd like to say a happy new year to everyone uh, uh, that's listening, those that are present. Of course, our uh, the church family in Liberia. Uh, Dr. Manley got a call this morning. I don't know what time it was there, but in our time, they called us at 7. I think that's about three or four hours, maybe four hours difference in time. And they called this morning um, Pastor Anthony from, from Liberia. And uh, he spoke with their church this morning in Liberia. So we're thankful and we are grateful for that. Amen. Uh, they're excited. You know, that's a church that fasts and prays all the time. Now, yeah, they don't do one day uh, fasting and praying. They do 10 days fasting and praying. And they do 21 days of fasting and praying. Amen. So they see positive results because they just believe in what they do, and it's, it's, it's built upon that. So we're thankful and grateful that we were able to hear from the sister church, and they sent a shout-out to House of Destiny here uh, of a happy new year. Amen. And a blessed new year. So, but this morning we're going to, we're going to begin because we have, we've kind of uh, uh, took a little break. We'll come back, if God's will, next Sunday on the Seven Thunders. But uh, today God has given us a word for the new year. And we're going to start with the book of Genesis, uh, chapter number 11 is where we're going to start, the book of Genesis, uh, in regarding to the new year. Now, our, our title this morning is 2017. The title of the message is 2017. Father, we thank you now. We pray, God, in the name of Jesus that you would allow me to decrease and you, you would increase in me. We pray, Father God, that your Holy Spirit, he will come and the teacher, who is the teacher, he will, he will speak through me and speak to us in the body we're here and let nothing fall, Father God, to the ground. And Lord, we thank you right now. Have your way, have your way in, this, in, the, in this place today. Have your way within us. We bind up any spirit, any, any forces, or any adversaries. We come against them right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we love you today and we appreciate you. And you know that you are everything to us. And we give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen, amen. Now, when we're dealing with 2017, uh, I think uh, maybe last week, a week before last week, we mentioned that God had given us a word in regards to the upcoming year. And uh, I got a confirmation this morning because I always you know, love to have confirmations, even though God has spoken it. Uh, and uh, uh, present day at the moment, Chair Deacon he had said something about uh, the number one. And uh, he said, I know how to count the numbers. So when you, when you begin to count the numbers of 2017, um, when, you, when we add the numbers, we count the numbers, we do 2 plus 0 is 2, and 2 plus 1 is 3. Then 3 plus 7 is 10. Then when you do 1 plus 0 it's one. So this year, 2017, that number comes out to be one, which means unity. God says this year is a year of unity. Regardless of what it looks like, <laughs> regardless of the circumstances and the situations, regardless of what you see, 2017, it will be and is, because we're in 2017, it is a, and will be a year of unity. It's a year of unity. We've got to remember that. As we're going forward in 2017, 
we're going to see more and more uh, people being unified. And, it's, and you will also discover how important it is to be unified and what God thinks about unity. Amen? Now, we're going to go to the book of Genesis chapter number 11, dealing with uh, <clears throat> unity. But before we can understand unity, we also have to understand this unity. How did, how did we get to a place in, in today's present world in this unity when in the very beginning of time, apart from Adam and Eve moving away from God, it was unity. Something had to happen. Something had to happen. Now, before we begin reading, um, let me see. Before we begin reading, uh, yeah, before we begin reading in chapter number 11 in the book of Genesis, let's flip back to Genesis chapter number 10. Chapter number 10 uh, in the book of Genesis. Now, so we have to understand because there are some things that have to be set in place and to understand. Now, verse number 8, it, 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 it begins talking about Cush, and Cush uh, begat Nimrod. Now, we have to understand that Cush was, was the son of Ham, and he was cursed, not so much that he, because he saw his father's nakedness or his grandfather's nakedness, it was because his father saw it, but yet the, the, his seed was cursed. So therefore, the, the, uh, the word Cush means blackness. Now, blackness has nothing to do with color, okay? has nothing to do with color. has everything to do with darkness, okay? So here is, he burst now, he begets Nimrod. Now, Nimrod, the meaning of Nimrod means rebellion. Before there's uh, uh, disunity, you're gonna have to, there has to be rebellion taking place, okay? Now, it says here in, in verse number 8, he says, And Cush begat Nimrod, and then he began to be a mighty one in the earth. In other words, uh, rebellion begins to be mighty in the earth. Then we drop down, and he talks about in verse 9, so he was a mighty hunter before the Lord. Wherefore it is said, even as Nimrod, the mighty hunter before the Lord. Now, verse 10, it says, and the beginning of his kingdom. The beginning of the, the, the kingdom of rebellion. And the beginning of his kingdom was Babel. See, rebellion always sets up a kingdom. Rebellion always have followers. It always have people that's included. Amen. See, Nimrod set up his, his set up his kingdom. See, his kingdom was about rebellion, uh, and we we will see that. Now, let's go to Genesis chapter number eleven. Genesis chapter number eleven. We understand now that this year is a year of unity. But before we can understand unity, we have to understand this unity and how this unity comes about. Now, in verse number one, in chapter number 11 in the book of Genesis. Now, verse number 1 says, And the whole earth was of what? One language and of one speech. The whole earth was of one language and of one speech. Well, language, not so much in the sense of the language that we think that like the whole earth was like English, you know. The whole earth was, it had one doctrine. <laughs> one doctrine. In the beginning, there was one doctrine. Today, we got many doctrines. So whenever you have many doctrines, of course, you're going to have this unity. But in 2017, because it is a year of unity, you're going to see people coming together of different faiths, 
different denominations. Why? Because God has set aside this year for a year of unity. So some differences is going to be put aside, and all of a sudden everybody's going to be operating upon the one doctrine. Amen? One doctrine. Got to be one doctrine. Now, it says this. Okay, let's look at um, when we talk about one and having that one doctrine. Well, what does that entail? Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter number 1. 1 Corinthians chapter number 1. Let's look at 1 Corinthians because we have to understand about this one doctrine. Now, keep your place in Genesis chapter 11 because we're coming back. Amen? 1 Corinthians chapter number 1. Because you know, we're talking about that, that it's got to be a And see, unity is a spirit. This unity is a spirit. Okay? But let's see what God says about how uh, what uh, 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 unity is. And, and God's going to bring, sometimes we may think, that, well, it's not going to happen. God's going to bring about unity in the homes, unity in the workplace. There's going to be some unity uh, in the body of Christ. There's going to be unity in, in, in the world. He's going to bring about some unity. Okay? Now, 1 Corinthians chapter number 1. This, this is very uh, crucial. Verse number 10, dealing with unity. Are we there? Verse number 10 says, Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye all speak what? The same thing. That's why, you know, one of the things that we don't do here at House of Destiny is that we try to make sure that we're all speaking the same thing. And you have to be careful when somebody else is brought in over your people because they might be speaking something different than what you've been teaching. And, that's when, and they will bring in their own doctrine and have the church confused. And that's why it's very important you be careful where you go. <laughs> if you go somewhere and they're teaching something contrary to what the Bible says, then you know that's not the place where you need to be. Or in relationships, because that's, that's important too. In relationships, if you're not speaking the same thing, and that same thing has, has to be the language of Christ. <laughs> okay? And it's got to be the language of Christ. So we have to be very, very careful. But he says here, this is unity. You, you have to speak the same thing. And then he says this, and that there be no what? Division. See, division is disunity. See, Paul is speaking to the church. See, this unity didn't just happen. See, Paul was speaking to the church of Corinth because someone was following Paul, someone was following Apollos, you know, some following Christ. Christ is not divided. So when we start following these different man, uh, 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 man-made idols, you know, then Christ is not divided. We're supposed to be following Jesus Christ, not man. And so the problem is when we start following man, we've got a problem. Because man is the one that started disunity. Oh, my God. Why would you follow somebody that started disunity? It was man that started it off. They, they started off following disunity when they pulled themselves apart from God. Right? They pulled themselves apart from God. Now, he tells us now, he said, let there be no division among you. No division among the body of Christ. Or... Let there be no division among the church. Now, when we talk about the church, we do know that we are the church, right? Every individual is a church house. has nothing to do with brick or mortar. So Christ says, don't let there be no division within you. You know how it is one day you feel like a nut and one day you don't? But that, that's division within us. Amen. 
And he said, let no division be in you. Then he says, but that ye be perfectly joined together in the what? Same mind. Got to have the same mind. And he says, in the same judgment. It didn't leave it one way. It didn't just say the same mind. It said having the same mind in judgment. So where the punishment is supposed to be, it's according to the will of God, according to the word of God. Amen. So this, it spells out what unity is. So speak the same thing, having the same mind, and, and having the same judgment. And then he said, let there be no division among you. Okay? Now, let's go back to Genesis chapter number 11. Okay? Let's go back here in Genesis chapter number 11. Remember now, in the beginning there was one doctrine. They all had the same mind. You know, there was no division. They all spoke the same thing. Now, look at verse number 2. It says, And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in a land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. Now, what does all that mean? They came, they, when it came to pass, it says, They journeyed from the east. I understand that the east also means within, but also the Holy Spirit reveals something else about the east. He says that it was the, in the east that the star of David was revealed. The wise men followed the star. And when they followed the star, they found Jesus, right? And Jesus is what? He's love. He's love. Christ is love. God is love. So what happened here, they journeyed from the east. They journeyed from love. In other words, they removed themselves from love. And any time we remove ourselves from love, we will find ourselves at a place wherein we're in self-love. When it's not God's love, then it's whose love? Self-love. So, so they, they moved themselves from, from the love of God, and all of a sudden now, it's all about them. It's, it's self-love. That's why sometimes I have a problem when they get taken to all these pictures and put them on Facebook. They call, them, they call it selfish. That's true, because it's all about self, right? I mean, if you ever think about it, think about the word selfish. Selfish. It means self, you know, when you break it down, okay? So now here it is. They find themselves in a place of self-love. Now, verse number 3 says... And they said one to another. That is when you've moved away from the love of God. Now you, you're, talking to, you, you're talking to somebody on your same wavelength because they are operating in self-love. And they said one to another, Go to, let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and slime had they for mortar. Now what does that mean? Well, they said, let us go make brick. Okay. Let us, that word brick there means uh, uh, let us go make falsehood, lies. See, when you're operating in self, you know, you, 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 you're operating in, in, in lies. Because self will tell you a lie, right? <laughs> so he says, let us, let, let, let us make brick. Let us operate. Let us make some falsehood. And then he says, uh, and they, they had the brick, falsehood, for the stone. Stone represents the truth. So in other words, they want lies rather than truth. When you're operating in self, you won't, you won't lies, because see, self ain't going to do no tell you nothing but lies. Huh. Self is not going to tell you the right thing to do. It will tell you the wrong thing to do. So here it is. What they did was they took on the falsehood 
uh, the doctrine of falsehood rather than taking on the doctrine of truth. So it really began a division. It moved them away from the love of God. Okay? Now, it goes on and say they use slime had they for mortar. You know, and then the Bible says, uh, verse number four, and they said, go to, let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach into heaven and let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. Well, what does that mean? They says, let us build us a city. Well, what they say is, let us build us a doctrine. <laughs> Did not man build a doctrine? Because that's what Jesus said, you know, you know, you made my you made my word of none effect. See, they built their own doctrine is what they did. He said, let us build a city. That word city, they had an encounter, but they built their own doctrine. And then said, let us build us a, a tower. Now, the tower represents worship. <laughs> See, not only did they want to have their own doctrine, but then they wanted to be worshipped just like God. If, if, look what it says uh, uh, here in verse number 4. It says, uh, when you build a tower whose top may reach into heaven, reach into heaven. See, they wanted their worship to reach into heaven. In other words, they wanted to be one on the throne. See, that's self. Self wants to be the one that's on the throne. Amen? That's how you get this unity, when self is on the throne. Okay? So that they wanted to, to build their worship, to enter into the heavens. Then they wanted to let us make a name. See, they want to make a name for themselves. See, that's one thing about when we're operating in self-love. We want to make a name for ourselves. You know, it's, nowadays it's not about um, the name of, of Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, it's not about his name anymore. It's about an individual's name. You know, it's all about my pastor and what he can do and what he has done. You very rarely hear anything now about the name of Jesus Christ or even by the name of God. You don't hear that anymore. It's all about the man. Why? Because they're operating in self-love. They're in their own doctrine. Own doctrine. So God says this is how disunity comes about. Now watch how God deals with it. You know what? It's strange that on any level, if people begin to work together, they can, they, can, they can bring some things about, whether it's right or wrong. It doesn't make any difference whether it's right or wrong. As long as you're walking to, you're operating, you've got the same mind, you're speaking the same thing, it can be wrong, but as long as you're all in the same bunch together and speaking that same thing, and ain't no division in there, then you, you can do some things that will impress God. And, and, and see, that's what's happening now, but it will, it will cause God to move, though. It will cause God to move now. Now, see, they, they didn't want to be scattered. Now, look at verse number 5 in Genesis chapter number 11. Watch what happens now when they have really come together. I mean, see, that's why God gets angry when we begin to worship self or worship man or worship mankind. It upsets God. When we want to put self, when self is sitting on the throne rather than God, it really upsets God. Now, verse number 5 says, And the Lord came down to see what that doctrine was, the city, and that's how, looking at, checking out their worship. See, that's why in, in praise and worship, it's got to be pure. You've got to worship. You've got to begin to sing and, and, and do adoration to God. 
It's it's not about you know who got the best choir, who can sing it all. No, no, it's about uh, worshiping, sending up that sweet smelling of, of Savior, that that that's, that sweet smell up into the nostrils of God. Because see, wherever that sweet smell goes up, then that's where the blessings is going to come down. See, really, blessings is not in disunity. Blessings are not in disunity. We may think it is. But blessings is not in disunity. Now, God comes down and he checks this thing out. And then he says, which the, look, look at the, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. In verse number five, look at the, the, the B clause in verse number five. It says, which the children of who built? The children of men. Not the children of God now. It didn't say the children of God had built that. This was the children of men. The children of men, they had, they had built their own doctrine and they had done their own worship. Now, when Jesus began, when Christ begins to speak, he identified their work was the work of man. That their work was the work of man. Now, verse number 6 in Genesis chapter number 11 says, And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one, and they have all one language. They get their own doctrine. They all go in the same way, wrong. You know, even many doctrines can be one because it's still wrong. It's all broken up just like when it comes down to, to the body. When it comes down to the body now, it, it, it's, it's the same way. It, it, it's the same way. So the, the main thing here is, the Bible says, and the Lord said, Behold, the people is one and they have all one language. And this they began to do. And then the Bible goes on to say, And now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. See, when you operate in disunity, as long as you're working together now, even in disunity, you can bring some things about. But that does not mean it's of God. See, a lot of times because it looks right, and seems like it's going in a prosperous way, that, that is not a sign that it is of God. What that is, is when God begins to blow on that thing and move upon that thing, you'll know that that's, that's not of him. Because the Bible specifically says when God looked at it, he brought the announcement that what they did was of the children of men. Now, here we go, it says, God says, whatever you can put their imagination to, he says, you can't restrain them. He said, from them, which they had imagined. In other words, whatever man set his mind to do, he can do it. Right alone. Uh, what, what I love about Joyce Meyer, she always says this. She says, if you think about wanting a, 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 a chocolate shake long enough, after a while you're going to have a chocolate shake, right? I'm guilty. I can think about that chocolate ice cream, knowing I don't have no ice cream in that refrigerator. But before long, since the store is right down the road and i got a vehicle to travel in, i got some chocolate ice cream. Why? It's on my mind. And I'm not satisfied until I get there, right? So whatever, whatever's in the imagination of mine, right, um, a man's mind, right or wrong, he can do it. God recognized this. He said, whatever they imagine. Do you, does you not see how powerful that is when you're unified within your own self? That no matter what you put your mind to, if you're unified in self, you can bring that thing to pass according to the Word of God. Yeah, so that, that, that's very important because, see, this year, 2017, is a year of unity. It's a year of oneness, unity. Now, 
but, but we have to understand before we get to, to, to unity, we have to understand this unity. And it displeased God. Even though it was working in my insight, it displeased God. Now, verse number 7 says, this is God speaking in Genesis chapter number 11. He said, go to, let us go down and there confound their language and they may not understand one another's speech. In other words, God said, listen, what's going to have to happen now, what God is going to do, he's going to start confusing folk, confusing people. Amen. In order to, to bring about unity. Because, see, God said, I've got to come down. I've got to stop this because wherever they put their minds in, you know, they, they will do it. Now, let's look at Acts chapter number 2. Now, you hold on. You stay in your place here in Genesis uh, 11. Okay, and we're going to look at Acts chapter number 2. Because it, it talks about, you know, God's coming down. He's confounding their language. And then they, they may understand one another's speech. So he said, I've got to confuse them. Now, looking at Acts chapter number 2, Acts 2, you know, sometimes we don't realize that when we allow God to do what he needs to do, then it would be amazing how we can still be, we can be in, in one language and one spirit, okay? Now, Acts chapter number 2. Okay, now, you know, Acts, the book of Acts in chapter number 2, it, it, it talks about the visitation of the Holy Spirit, Okay? Now, and, and, and when, he's, when, when Paul stands up and he's preaching, okay, and he's, he's delivering the word, and it's the time of the Pentecost. Now, in chapter number 2, verse number 1, it says this, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord and in one place. Now, when unity fully comes, things will happen. See, see when, when, things, when unity is where it needs to be in our own lives, corporately or individually, then the Bible says you come on one accord in the same place. So it's just like the same mindset. You, 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 you'll be on one accord. But watch what happens now when you're on one accord, when, it, when it's fully come. See, some of the time we got unity, we really don't have unity. We're almost at it. <laughs> okay? Now, looking at verse number, uh, uh, I read verse 3. Verse 3 says, And there appeared unto them cloven tongues, like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Watch the next few verses. Verse 5 says, And there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men, out of every nation under heaven. That was a diversity. Okay? Verse 6 says, Now when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together, and they were confounded because that every man heard them speak in his own language. Verse 7 says, And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not all these which speak, are they Galileans? Okay? Now, 8 says, and now here we, every man in our own tongue, wherein we were born. In other words, when it came down to the day of Pentecost, all of a sudden the one doctrine is back again. The one doctrine is back again because everybody was able to understand. Even though there were different nationalities, but there was one doctrine, so they were able to understand. So that lets me know whenever we're on one accord and whenever we're walking in a place of unity, then what happens is we begin all to understand the same thing. 
We all have the same mind. We'll speak the same thing, and there will be no division, right? Now, let's look at um, St. John chapter number 17. St. John. St. John. Now, we're going to begin looking at unity. St. John chapter number 17. St. John. St. John 17. St. John 17. Talking about unity. See, you got to understand this unity before you can understand unity. Because in the beginning, there was one doctrine. But all of a sudden now, man messed it up. Okay? Now, in time of Pentecost, in Acts chapter number 2, everybody understood the same thing, even though there were uh, diversities. Okay? Now, St. John chapter number 17, looking at verse number 20. Now, here it is. Jesus at this time, he knows that his hour has come. He's asked the Father to glorify him. But then there's some other things that he begins to speak. In verse number 20 in St. John chapter 17. It says, Jesus is saying, neither pray I for these alone. Because he's speaking of his disciples. He said, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. You see, when we're speaking the same thing, then people will believe about God through your word. Did y'all see that? It says, shall believe on me. They'll believe on Christ. Through their word. People will believe they will receive Jesus Christ by your word. By your word. Okay? Now, verse 21 says this. That they all may be what? One. We're in St. John chapter 17. Verse number 21. This is, this is Christ's final prayer. That they all may be one as thou, Father, art in me. And I in thee, that they also may be one in us. That's that threefold cord. The Father, Christ, and mankind. His prayer is that we all will be one. The same way Christ and God is one, Jesus wants us to be one in them. A three, and the Bible says, and I believe it's in Ecclesiastes, it talks about how a threefold, threefold cord is not easily broken. In other words, the more strength you got, the less power, the, I hear your Holy Spirit, the less power the enemy got. He can't have a foothold. If we're united, the enemy cannot come in and do some things that he would love to do. And you understand, he wants to make mince meat, right? That's what he wants to do. He wants to destroy the body of Christ. But now Christ's, Christ's prayer is the body become one. They're speaking the same thing, having the same mind. You know, that one doctrine. Now, let's go to Psalms 133, and we're almost done. Let's go to the book of Psalms 133. And let's see about what, how God or David expresses unity through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Psalms 133. Psalms 133. Speaking about unity. We understand about this unity, how it came about. We also know the prayer that Christ says he wants all of us to be one. Now, let's look at unity. Now, Psalms 133. Now, I want to read right across the top before we go to verse number 1. It says this, a song of degrees of David. Now, when you look at that word degrees, that, that thing means it's a journey. It's, it's a journey. It's a place upward, okay? It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a place upward. Uh, to, uh, it's, it's a journey to a higher place. 
It's a journey to a higher place. In order to get unity, in order to achieve unity, that means we have to go journey to a higher place. Can't stay in the place where we are, because in the place where we are is disunity. But God is calling the body, the body of Christ, to join to that higher place, and that higher place is unity. The higher place in God is unity. Now, look, look what he says in, in, in verse number 1. The first thing uh, uh, in, in chapter number 133, uh, the first verse says this, 100, Psalms 133. The very first word in verse number 1 is, Behold. Now, that word behold there means, oh, it's like a wonder. It's, it's, it's like, wow. See, that's how unity is. Why? Because you don't hardly ever find it. Very rarely do you find unity, whether it's in the body of Christ, or whether it's in the world, or whether it's in your household, it's whether it's on your job, or whether it's within your own self. Very rarely do you find unity. But when you do find unity, it's like, wow, I've never seen it on this fashion. <laughs> Talking about unity. See, see, it's, it's, it's amazing. Then he says, behold, it's like, be amazed when you find unity. Yeah. He says this, he says, how good and how pleasant it is. Unity is not just good, but unity has a great fragrance to it. You, you can smell unity. You can smell when people are walking in oneness. Ah, that's awesome. That's how powerful unity is. See, it's just like you can, you, people can come in and all these smiles. You know how we do sometimes. We put on that church face. And we didn't raise hell before we left home. And want folks to think that we, we walk. <laughs> I see some smiles. Make people think that we're walking in unity. Well, see, unity can be smelt. That fragrance of unity can be smelt. That's amazing. You can smell unity because it's, it's, it's got a fragrance to it. Unity does. He said, it's not only is it good, but it's, it's pleasant. It has an awesome fragrance to it. Then he says, it is for brothering to dwell together in unity. It didn't say for, the, uh, for a, a brother. It says brothering. Brothering is signifying of Christ. Brethren, those that's walking in the faith, walking one another, the, the body of Christ is called brothering. Brothering. It's a difference now and because we've been set aside. Now, he says how, how good it is for them to, to dwell together in what? In unity. That mustn't be something about unity. It's amazing. Because here it is. He talks about how even dwelling together in unity is awesome. Now, look at verse number 2. Verse 2 and, and, and Psalms 133 says this. It is, it's, it's describing now, it's, it's describing the, 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 the characteristics and the fragrance of unity. It is like the precious ointment upon the head. Huh. Mm. It's like ointment upon the head. It's, which is, it didn't just say ointment, but it says precious ointment. It's the kind that, that, that was poured upon Jesus' feet and the disciples had a problem with it. Because they knew it was very costly. You see, unity is costly. Okay? It's, it's like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard that went down. Look at this. That went down to the skirts of his garment. Now, what does that mean? Even though the oil, the, the fragrance, is poured upon the head, and the Bible says here, it runs 
Unity runs down. Unity has to begin with the head. Unity don't start with the bottom. Look at the scripture. Look at the flow. Unity runs down. If you look at how it's describing unity, uh, in verse number 2, it says, it's like the precious ornament upon the head that ran down upon the beard. It's, it's, it's the unity descends. You know how they talk about uh, 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 you, have a, you need to have a, a, a ground a groundwork, you know, when they be talking about those elections and stuff, and you need to have people to go out on the ground and knock on everybody's door. Well, ground what now? A ground game. Well, according to this word here, that's not biblical. That's man-made, even though it works. But according to the scripture here, if you want to deal with unity, unity comes down. It, the Bible says it flows down. That means it comes, it's poured down. It comes down from the head. It, it goes down on the beard, the, 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 the face of it. Then it continues to move. But look at what it says. That went down to the skirt of his garment. Now, talking about the priesthood. Now, unity goes all the way down to the lowest level. It doesn't make any difference. That's why we saw in Genesis chapter number 11 how this unity, I mean, it it operated in rebellion and it worked. It went, it flows to the lowest level. It covered everything. When when it flows down, unity goes to the lowest. It it doesn't make any difference where you are in the body of Christ. If you are operating in unity, that that anointing still flows because it comes all the way down. You're covered too. But watch, this is the key. This is the key. Right here, about uh, uh, unity. This is the key. That's very important. Now, verse number 3 in Psalms 133, verse 3 says, it tells you how, how, how unity is. It says, unity is as the dew of Hermon and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion. For there, I want y'all to make sure you see this. For there, the Lord does what? Command. Are y'all in verse number three? Verse number three, it says, right there where unity is, it says, for there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. Now, what is the do? When you think about do, you know, sometimes you, you, know, you go to bed and you wake up, you may see do on the ground. It, 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 it's, take, it, it's invisible. You can, it's, it's there, but you can't see it until it actually saturate what it's going to saturate. Now, what do is, is, is not only is do blessings, but the do is favor, is prosperity, and it is also a long life. So God says this in his word, whatever unity is, he says he will command the blessings. So if we're operating in this unity, God won't command his blessings. But if we're operating in unity, God says, I will command my blessings there. Have you ever noticed how sometimes you, you, you're at a place where like God's favor is upon your life and everything you touch is like it turned into gold? I mean, it's, I mean, it's just such a blessing. Prosperity just flowing and all this stuff. Everything's happening. Your, your health is good. You've got a long life. It's because you're operating in unity. Blessings can only be commanded by God when we are in a spirit of unity. 2017, say it again, according to the Holy Spirit. 2017 is the year of unity. When you count the numbers, 2017, 2 plus 1 is 3, 
3 plus 0 is still 3. 3 plus 7 is 10. And then you got 1 plus 0. You come up with 1. 1 is unity. 1 in Christ. This is a year. And 2017 will be a year when we'll be 1 in Christ and 1 in relationships. I had a person, in fact, I had two people. And probably some of us probably said it too. I don't, I don't know. But they said uh, they were tired of uh, uh, God had told them to get rid of toxic relationships in 2017. So get rid of toxic relationships in, in 2017. I hear some folk hollering, amen, amen. But all I know is what I told them. I said, well, this is what God told me. God said 2017 is a year of unity. Now, if, if there's those toxic relationships bringing you disunity, yeah, amen, go ahead and get rid of it. But all I know is this. God says 2017 is a year of unity. And if you want to be blessed, you've got to start operating in unity. Unity within yourself. Unity within your home. Unity uh, in your workforce. Unity in your relationships. This is a year of, uh, of unity. Now, let's give God a hand clap of praise for his word for the new year. Amen. Amen. I heard somebody say amen. I don't know which one of them babies hollered amen. I must be little Johnson. He's talking a little bit more. He's kicking and saying amen, amen, amen. This year is a year of unity. Don't forget that, y'all. And if you want your blessings from the Lord, you make sure you're operating in the spirit of unity. Amen. Now, before we ask how many people would like to, to have a... a, a, a have their uh, CDs because, you know, we, we give CDs away here. We don't sell the Word of God. We don't sell the Word. We've got some other things we need to do. Remember now, Wednesday night, those that weren't present, on Wednesday night, when we come, uh, uh, on Wednesday night, after the first 30 minutes of the Word being spoken, uh, after that we're going to begin to deal with these other things. We're going to cover some finances of the church. We're going to do outreach, and we deal with the fasting. But... Uh, 